Learn how to build your faith in God's word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's word to work for you. Lord, we sanctify and bless this month of November. We decree only good things are permitted to happen. Your favor will follow us all through this month. We are divinely included for every good thing. We are divinely excluded from every evil thing. Thank you because you will crown the year with goodness. In the mighty name of Jesus. One more time, make a joyful noise this morning. Woo! Hallelujah. Please take your seat. We're starting a new series this morning titled, Pull the Plug. Pull the Plug. On anxiety, on depression, and on fear. Um, I want us to do something quickly. If you have a phone, bring out your phones. If you have them. After this, you're going to put it back on. So don't continue browsing from the exercise. But um, what do we need to do? What do you need to know? Okay, quickly bring out your phone. Um, Go to your browser. Uh, Put that menti.com. So what I want you to write, when you put the menti.com and that's the code, I want you to write whatever causes you anxiety or stress. All right? Whatever causes you anxiety or stress. Now, in one word, don't write sentence. So if it's money, just write money. If you know that generally um, your financial life or money generally causes you anxiety or stress or depression or fear, just write money. If it's your children, write children or kids. One word. If it's um, your future, just write, you know. But basically, let it be one word. If it's marriage, whatever, let it be one word. All right? So just type it. That's all. Just type it. One word, though. Some people are writing sentence. One word. So if you're using finance, just say finance. Don't say financial status and no. One word. Money, finance, future. Whatever. Don't let me put words in your mouth. Somebody, mathematics, okay. Marriage, relationship. And if it's more than one, can write two, three. Not more than three, please. If it's more than three, it's hospital you need to go to. <laughs> I'm joking. Have you read, you've read your own. You already know things that make you fast, fast. You don't even need no wasting time. You don't write them. Have you, have you done your own? Pastor Maker, nothing makes you anxious. You don't have your phone here. You're a good Christian. For me, did you write? 
And by the way, nobody will know it's you. It's totally anonymous, so don't worry. Somebody say, ah, I don't know, my husband is here. No. If it's your husband, write your husband. He won't know it's you. It's totally anonymous. Nobody will know it's you. Nobody, even us, will know. Nobody will know. It's totally anonymous, so write your written. Guys, am I correct to believe that the bigger ones are more happy? Okay. So, the bigger ones are, I wish, I wish it was, eh? Okay, eh, you can't. I wish this, the whole thing was bigger in size so that people could see. So, later in the future. Let it be bigger so that people can see. But basically, you can stop uh, texting now if you are done. I believe we should be done by now. You can stop typing so that the thing will stop moving, can stop moving. Okay, so... Oh, you can make it bigger. Is that what you're trying to do? Yes, if you can make the whole thing bigger, let's see. So that we can see well. If you can, no. If you can't, just leave. Let me continue my message. Femi, I thought you guys said you, you practiced it. Okay, so basically, guys, um, the idea here is that whatever more people are saying, if you have not done your, this only 683 people have written. So many people didn't do now. You don't have data, or you're using glue. Use a, use a, in case you are just coming in, we are typing one word. Um, we are having things that cause you anxiety or stress. Open it for one minute. Can you open it back? We are typing things that cause you anxiety or stress, and we want you to just write it in one word. Not sentence, not two words, one word. And it can be two or three things that, you know, causes you, you know, sincerely, not just faking it. Things that cause you anxiety. It might be your children, money, your future, Nigeria. I didn't even say any Nigeria here. Work, uh, performance, anything like that, you know, marriage, whatever. So, Quickly, if you, if you didn't participate, quickly do that. Let's give you one more minute before we move on. Nigeria is there. Where is it? It should be bigger than everybody else. It's behind Nepal. Eh? There's Nepal inside this thing. Wow. Okay. I didn't see Buari. Is Buari there? Okay. All right, um, we're going to round it up. So, hope you have quickly done your own. In case you've not done, that's how to do it quickly. Just go to your browser, put Menti. That's the code. That's what you. And it's totally anonymous. Nobody knows you. Okay, I think we can we can stop now because of time. All right. So basically, um, you can stop now. Okay, you can stop now. So, which is the biggest? Uh, future was ranking higher until some people entered. Some people entered late. Okay, so. From what we can see, um, the thing that causes people stress, um, most people, at least here, is either, the most people, is money and what? Future. All right? Uh, finance, too, is here. So that means money would have been more if they used the same language, okay? Um, so there's failure, also big. There's relationship, also big. There's marriage, Okay? There's career, finance is also here, work. So basically, we can summarize into the main ones. Into money, 
marriage, and what? Future, have you? I didn't hear you. Hey, that's marriage. It's under marriage. They are together. Okay, but relationship is not only marriage, Shadow. Okay, but basically we get the idea. There's Nigeria there. Okay, there's Buari. Buari was even getting big at the point. Okay. Somebody should send this to him. <laughs> Never to. Okay, failure. All right. Um, please, for second service, make the screen bigger so that people can see more. Okay. Do you have the second one? Okay, so please take note of whatever you wrote. Second one, quickly. This one, I won't take long on this one. Uh, it's, we're still using the same platform. So, if this world ends in one week, if this world, I don't, I don't want to say you will die in one week, so let me use this world ends in one week. If this world ends in one week, why? What's no? Eh? I can't hear you. What I respond to that they you know what I'm saying? Okay, you're very easy. If you're in one week, what, okay, what you're anxious about? Will what you're anxious will it, will it matter? Okay, so type, guys. If you know you're going to die in one week, or this world is going to end in one week, or your doctor has told you you're going to die in one week, or God has told you you're going to die in one week, you know, you will not die in one week in Jesus' name, but I know Nigeria is so superstitious. You will not die, but that thing you're really, really bothered about, will it matter if you have one month to live? Will it really still matter? Will it still matter? Okay. All right. Okay, we're going to round it up at 400, so be fast in your voting. If you're going to just, if you just have one month to live, one week to live, that thing that is really giving you anxiety and stress, will it matter? Will it matter? Well, we're stopping at 400, so fast. Those that are typing. Okay, but basically, I think we get the idea. See how many no's we have. So, the, the secret is this, guys. A lot of the things that we're worried and anxious about are not that long-term. They are not that long-term. I think we can pretty much round up. DJ, are you? Okay, can you give me back? Do you, can you give me back the other one? Is it possible? The, the voting one, yes. I like that at the back. Good. So just remind us. Keep it there. So, praise God. All right. The point is this, guys, that one of the things that we face in this life is anxiety fear, depression, we, we, we have a way of worrying about our lives. And just like the exercise showed, a lot of the things we are worried about will not even matter some time from now. 
it will matter some time from now. And there is nothing that you are facing in this life that God has not addressed. There's nothing you are facing in this life that God has not addressed, including anxiety and worry. And we are at a time when most people... Can you stop moving? We are at a time when most people, you know, are anxious and worried about, about so many things. About so many things. For us as believers, what is God's instruction to us about worry and anxiety? <laughs> what is God's instruction for us? Because some people are worried about their finances. How is my, you know, I, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. I have more bills than I have money. I have more bills than I have money. I have more, you know, more, more things that cause stress. I have, I have uh, my marital status to worry about. Either you're you are, you are, you are already married and the marriage is stressful, or you are bothered you will not marry, still under the same category. Some people are worried about their future. You know, where am I going? Where is Nigeria going? You know, should I go to Canada or not? Very simple. I'll tell you this quickly. The main reason that you are anxious and stressed is because you are claiming responsibility for your life. The main reason you are anxious and stressed is that you are claiming responsibility for your life. And you need to stop that right now. Somebody get what I'm saying? You need to stop that right now. You are claiming responsibility for your life. That means you are acting like your life is your responsibility. And the Bible says it's not. Matthew 6, 25. We're going to read all the way to, to 33, but let's start from 25. Can we read the first sentence there on the screen? Matthew 6, 25. Everybody read. One, two, go. Stop there. Do you see what Jesus Christ said here? He says, I'm saying to you, take no thought for your life. Do you understand? He didn't say for my life. He didn't say for that. He says your own life, eh? Don't even think about it. It's none of your business. Is somebody get what I'm saying? Let me tell you, neighbor, your life is none of your business. I mean, this is one of the most interesting instructions I've ever seen in Scripture. Please let me tell somebody else, the other person on the other side, tell him your life is not your business. You know, how do you tell me not to take thought for my life? I mean, what you should have said is don't take, don't, I mean, reduce how you are taking thought for your life. You know what Jesus Christ said? He said, he said, don't even think about it. Take no thought for your life. 
Somebody say, Pastor, it's very hard. I can't do it. No. God will never ask you to do something that you cannot do. It will make him a very unfair and unjust God. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? It will be unfair for God to ask you to do something you cannot do. Because people say, but I can't help myself. I must worry. That's not true. Discipline is a part of our faith. In fact, that's why Christians are called disciples. And the discipline of not worrying is one of the disciplines every Christian must learn. I know that we, most of us know that, oh, um, being intoxicated is a sin, taking drugs is a sin, um, womanizing or fornicating is a sin, lying is a sin, killing is a sin. Most people don't know that worry is also a sin. Because a sin is every time you disobey God. And one of the clear instructions we have in Scripture is not to worry. You see, your worry is an insult to God. Your worry is a clear vote of no confidence to God. How many of you heard the news that some American soldiers came to rescue their citizen in the north? You know, the, the average American has confidence in his government. We're not even talking about God, government. The average American, anywhere they go and you want to arrest them or whatever, one of the things they tell you is that I'm an American citizen. He knows what that means and he knows that you too know what that means. <laughs> that if you kidnap me, my country will kidnap you. They will come and look for me. If you're a Nigerian. <laughs> if they kidnap you, just ask them where they want you to lie down. Where where do you want me? Here? I, here, sir. <laughs> you just lie down because... <laughs> somebody get what I'm saying? You see, they have so much confidence in that government because of their, you know, the, the, what that government stands for. That's how it is when, as a Christian, you begin to worry about your life. You are saying, I have no vote of confidence in the person that has promised to take care of me. That's what you're saying. He said, take no thought for your life. You have been taking responsibility for your life. You need to stop it. He said, don't think about it. Take no thought for your life. I always find it hard to go past this scripture. As in, really? Don't think about your life. Really? We spend our whole life thinking about our life. We spend our whole life thinking about our life. You, you saw this cause. Future is one of the biggest ones. Future, money. We spend our whole lives thinking about our lives. And God is saying, that's the last thing I need to do. Don't think about your life. He said, take no thought for your life. Let's continue. He said, take no thought for your life. Then he began to give things that people would, would normally think about. He said, what you will eat, that's money basically. And what you will drink, that's, your, that's money, your welfare. He said, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. He said, it's not the life more than food, and it's not body more than clothes. Next verse. He said, behold, the fowls of the air, for they sow not. Neither do. That means basically they don't have jobs. They don't go to farms. They said, these birds don't have jobs. The fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bands. That means they have no job, they have no savings. <laughs> the, let me tell you, 
the problem about saving and the problem and, and of course saving saving is it makes sense, investing makes sense. But the reason why God is trying to work on your mind is because saving and investment can become a trap. How do I mean? The power of saving is in more saving. If you save one million, if you want to be comfortable, you need to continue to save. If you invest, like somebody wrote, you know, ah, you want to spend the money, let's invest it. So when you invest it, when the money comes out, what will you do? Let's take it. So a lot of people are afraid to even eat the fruit of their labor. You know, I hear all those stories of, and people, they share it as interested that, ah, this billionaire, he has driven the same car he had since 1982. I said, thank you. That this billionaire has lived in the same house since 1982. He drives the same car. Or he, he travels economy class. Why? Why? You see, when you think like that, and I'm, of course I don't believe you should waste money, but when you think like that, you are valuing money more than life. You are saving money and spending your life. <laughs> At the end of the day, when you finish spending that life and kill it, somebody is going to come. Eh? Because that, that's what people don't know. So we invest it. There are many people here like that. We're doing projects in church. You are not giving, but you are saving it. For what? For what? Because <laughs> your exit from this life, they might not, they most likely will not even give you notice. There are people that have died this, this in fact, there are people that died in our country massively this month, this last month. Am I correct? Many of them are, at October 1st, they didn't sign. There was no notice that you're going to die in October. So it's, it's really, God is trying to say, it's really about how you live. Because a lot of people were doing projects, were doing things. They, they didn't give one naira. They have, they have the money. But they're saving it. For what? To invest it. Okay. When the returns come, what will happen? Invest it. You will soon go. There's a guy like that. There's a guy like that in scripture. Because I'm going to talk a bit about money, marriage, because those are the things that cause us anxiety, so I'm going to go into it, but not, not today. But there's a guy like that in scripture. He said he saved, he, he had a lot of money. And he said, ah, DJ, if you can find that scripture for me. He says, soul, <laughs> that have money saved up for many days. I will show you, it's a trap. DJ, can you find it for me? Please find it for me. That guy, is in Luke, I think. The guy said, there's a, he said there's a man that, has, that had made much money and saved it. And he said, soul, that has laid up money for many years. He said, what am I going to do? He said, I will break down my bands and save more. That, I mean, that's what, and, and I'm not against saving an investment. It's very important to save an investment. Look at this. He said, and he spoke a parable to them saying, the ground of a certain rich man brought forth what? Plentifully. Next verse. He said, and he thought within himself. Saying, what shall I do? Because I have no room where we put what? My fruit. Basically, he, what he has saved had done so well. He wanted to save more. That's what, it, it, it's just life. He says, go ahead. He says, and he said, this will I do. I will pull down my present bands, the bands your saving place, and build what? Yeah. The bands. He said, and there will I bestow what? I will save and I will save more. That's the trap. 
of saving an investment. Look, like I said, saving an investment is common sense. It's good. But I'm just saying God is interested in your heart. If your heart is inside that money, then the only way your heart will be happy is when you save more. It's a trap. And saving more, save more, save more, save more, save more, you will now reach an age. You can't, they will tell you, you can't, you can't eat yam, you can't eat rice, you can't eat this. <laughs> And you make the usual mistake that most people want to make that, oh, I'll leave it for my children so that they will. God is saying there's more to life than meat. There's more to life than what you eat, what you save, what you... Let's finish this story. He said, this will I do. I will brood down my barns, and I will build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and all my goods. Next verse. He says, and I will say to my soul, soul? This guy was a mad person. <laughs> and this is what all of us, because, see, for most people that money is giving anxiety, in your mind, you are thinking, if I have enough of money, I will not have anxiety. And that is not true. The more money you have, the more money you want to have. Somebody get what I'm saying? It's a bottomless pit, and that's what Jesus was trying to save us from. He said, don't even start, because it's a bottomless pit. Some of you here say that don't even have 900 naira in your account. You have more peace than some people that have 900 million in their account. Because they are worried about their 900 billion, million becoming 899 million. Yes. That's what goes on. Check your life. Some of you, you were happier when you had zero naira than even now that you, now you have a job and you are being paid, but you have more anxieties now. He said, and I will say to my soul, so thou has much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat. Drink. And this is what most people, this is most people's ultimate aim. They just want to reach a point where they have nothing to worry about in this life. That's what they're trying to get. And they think money will get them there. And that's money's greatest seduction. It promising you that if you have enough of me, you'll be fine. And that's a big lie. See the next verse. But God said unto him, thou fool. Most times people don't like when we call people fools, but it's God is the champion in calling. Go and read scripture. There are so many places where God says somebody is a fool. Say, a fool says in his heart there is no God. There are so many places where God calls people fool. <laughs> he said, Thou fool. This night, that's what I'm telling you, there's no um, notice. This night, thy soul shall be required of thee. Then, whose shall these investments and savings be, which thou hast what? I see many people do that. Try to save and accumulate and invest, which is not a bad thing, but you must make sure you are doing it in the right order. You must make sure you are, you are putting the right thing where it should be. Go back to taking thought for your life. Let's, let's read that quickly. 
Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall drink, what you shall eat. It says, life, life is more than what you eat and what you drink. Next verse. It says, behold the fowls of the air. It said, they don't, they don't walk. And they have no savings. That's what bans and sowing and reaping means. It says, yet your heavenly father does what? Feed them. Are you not much better than what? They? My brother, have you seen white people worry about their animals before? It will annoy you if you're an African. I'm telling you. If you see white people, when their dog dies, or when their dog is sick, <laughs> ah, he pains them. Ah, I don't want to go into that, that one. It's a long story. But the point is that if you see how they can care for animals, then it should help you see how they can care better for a human being. So that's what the point is trying to say. Just God is trying to say here that even these birds... I take care of them. He said, are you not better than them? Next verse. It says, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? So they are saying, even your so-called anxiety and worry is not adding anything to you. No effect. So whether you don't worry or you worry, the thing will still happen at the time is going to happen. So you are wasting your time by worrying about it. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit, one inch to your stature? Next verse. He said, And why take you thought for clothes? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They too, they toil not, neither do they spin. Now, please see the emphasis on toil, sow, reap, on work. They're saying, look, there's a struggle you should not be involved with. Next verse. He said, and yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of this. Next verse. He says, wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of what? By the way, um, whoever sent me this native, I like it. Thank you. Whoever you are, I don't know who you are. So please <laughs> um, record this thing so that I can put it on my Instagram. I don't know who gave me this native. Praise God. Uh, I, I didn't have what to wear. So my wife now went to the room somewhere and found a bag of natives from this same person. He made like five or six of them. I don't know who the person is. I can't remember when the person gave me. So whoever, if you gave me this native, I like it. Let me post where. I like it. So thank you. Um, his name is Sonny something. I can't remember. Sami, Sami Tiami. Okay, in the second service, I read the scripture. I will remember your name. But the, the point is this. Because I remember this clothing. That's why I remembered it. Because... It's the same thing. God will clothe you. You see, he will clothe you. That's what he said there. He said, and he shall, won't how much more will he clothe you? Oh, ye of what? Little faith. Next verse. He said, therefore, do what? Take note of saying, what shall we eat? That's your future you're worried about and your money. What shall we drink? Or where with that shall we be clothed? Next verse, verse 32. For after all these things, do people that don't know God seek? He said, for your heavenly Father knows that you have what? What he's saying is that there's somebody in charge of your life. There's somebody in charge of your life. He said, don't, don't take no thought for it. There's more to your life. And that's what we're going to look at all through this month. 
First Peter 5, 7 says, is it 5, 7 now? Casting all your cares upon the Lord, for he cares for you. Yes. Casting how many of your care? Casting all of your care upon the Lord. Why? Why are you casting your cares upon him? Why? He cares for you. What he cares for you means is that he's responsible for you, okay? doesn't mean he likes you. That's not what it means. They're saying here that he's responsible for you. And he has never failed. He's responsible for you. You might not know how your future is going to play out, but there's somebody in charge of that future. He just needs you to relax and trust him and look unto him. You see, the reason why sometimes his supplies doesn't get to us is because he can't supply when you are also struggling with him to supply. He can't do it. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Take note of that toiling, sewing, bands, all those things. He's talking about your hustle. Now, of course, it doesn't mean you won't get a job on all those things. What he's saying is that even when you have a job, you are not looking at the job as your source. You are doing your best. Of course, you are trying to be excellent at it. But you see, you are allowing that unforced rhythm of grace. You are allowing that unforced and, you know, no hustle life to flow because that is where God works. It's like in, a tag, in wrestling, tag team wrestling, the two of you can't be in the ring at the same time. Once you tag God, you step out of the ring, let him enter the ring. If you enter the ring, he has to step out. But he's waiting for you to tag him to come in. I'll read one last scripture. Today is just laying the foundation, so it's fine. I will round up here. I'll read one last scripture. Psalm 126. Come on, tell your neighbor, take no thoughts for your future. Sorry, I think it's 127 I want to read. Psalm 127. Can we read this one, verse 1 together? One, two, go. Lord, build the house. See, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city. Did you see that? This is what they're trying to say here. They're saying, look, they're not saying you won't need to work, but they're saying, except it's the Lord doing this thing, your labor will be in vain. He said, except the Lord keep the city. The watchman is awake in vain. See the next verse. It says, It is vain for you to do what? Rise up early. To do what? Sit up late in the name of hustle. He said, To eat the bread of what? Sorrow, suffering. For so he giveth his beloved what? Now, this was not the right um, translation of this thing. This is not what they're trying to say. He doesn't mean here that he gives you sleep as in dozing. As in, that's not what they're saying. What they're saying here actually is that God gives you when you sleep. What they're saying is that the more you can sleep, the more God can do. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. They're saying, and of course this doesn't mean you don't go to work. They're saying... 
the more you can relax and trust God's process and timing, the more he can work. So other translations, I don't know if you can find a translation that says, yes, give me a translation that says God actually uh, gives you when you sleep. There's a translation that says like that. So what they're saying is not, God is not giving you sleep. God, I mean, most of us don't need God to give us sleep. We sleep. Part of the ways you know is not just sleep. It's talking about if you compare, if you compare that line to the concept of what they're saying, if you compare this last line to the whole of verse 1 and 2, you know that it's not sleep we lacked. We were hustling. We were sorrowing. We were hustling by ourselves. And he's saying, look, the thing you are hustling for, I will give it to you even while you are resting. You don't have to wake up early and go to bed late. I will give you that thing even while you are relaxed. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So the real translation there is, I will give you while you sleep. All right? There's a translation that says that, guys. See if you can find it. So what God is saying is that go and rest. I'm in charge Okay, yes, this, this, this says it well. He said, it's really senseless to work so hard from early... So it's about work and hustling. That's what they're talking about. It's senseless to work so hard from early morning till late at night, toiling to make a living for fear of not having enough. This, you see, that's what I'm saying all morning. He said, God can provide for his lovers even what? While they sleep. So this is perfect. So the more you relax and trust him, the easier it flows. But somebody said, but why are many people not getting it? Because many people are anxious. The rule is that if you are waking up early and hustling for yourself, then that's what you, you provide for yourself. You provide for yourself. And this applies no matter what you're worried about. No matter what you're worried about here, this same rule applies. Now, when we're saying God gives you while you sleep, it doesn't mean you won't do anything. What happens is this. When it's time, God himself orchestrates things and you will see your action plan. So it's not that I'm just sleeping every day. That's not what we're talking about at all. We're saying, look, when it's time, God is the one that will tell you, do this course. Talk to this person. So you will still take actions, just that it is guided actions. It is not going to be stressful. And remember, with God, it's a continuous flow. That's why some people, they can hustle their way in their career, but they can't hustle their way in their marriage. You see, for God, the principle you are using is important. So, if you are using hustle, yes, there are some things you can hustle out. You can hustle, mar- you can hustle job. Can you hustle marriage? No. You see, you see the divine wisdom. Can you hustle your health out? Some people, the cause of their anxiety is their health. You can't, you can't hustle that one. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Take no thought for your life. You have somebody taking care of you. Say he cares, he's in charge of you. David said, the Lord is, is my light and my salvation. The Lord is the strength of my life. He's the captain of our salvation. He's the anchor of our soul. They say he spreads the clouds like a curtain. Do you understand? He's the creator of the earth. He, it, it, the cattle upon a thousand hills are his. He's the one that told the oceans to stay where they are and they've stayed there since that time. Do you understand? This whole earth, he holds it in the hollow of his hands. 
He has also tattooed your name in his hands. He can never forget you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's your defender. He's the glory and the lifter up of your head. He needs you to trust him. Don't trust money. Don't trust your uncle. Don't trust your parents. Trust God. Hallelujah. Don't trust your president. Trust God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Say, I will take no thought. Say it, say, I will take no thought for my life. I mean, from now, you see, my, my life is not even my own. You see, the reason why a lot of us still worry is that you think your life is even your own. That's the problem. You are worrying about another person's property. Your life eh, is not your own. Okay, if it's your own, when, where did you buy it? Where did you buy your life, sir? What's your name? Chisom. Where did you buy Chisom? You met Chisom here. It's not your own. You see, the, the false thinking that, that... That's what happened to that guy in that look. He said, I will, I will. Jesus, what did God tell him? He said, tonight, that your soul will be required. It was never yours. You are not even yours. You are worrying about somebody else's property. You are worrying about saying, I'm not my own. I just met myself here. Abi, was there any of you that were, you knew when you came? You met yourself here. That's what they told that guy. Say, God said to him, thou fool. All the things you are keeping is not yours. If your soul is not yours, then how do you think your things are yours? They are not yours. Everything is on higher. Even you are not yours, then you think your money you are saving. That's why it doesn't make sense. If you, your soul is not even your own, then you are saving money. I'm not saying you should not save, of course. Like I said, saving and investment is important as human beings. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying you can't put your heart. That's why you, you must live. You must understand you are a steward. That's why if you're a Christian and you don't, you don't tithe. You don't tithe. That means somewhere you think you're taking this money somewhere. That means something is deceiving you somewhere. No. You are a steward. All of it, including you, are not even your own. If I give Pastor Jethro, come, if I give him this thing, and say, give me back, is he peppering your body? It was never your own. The reason why when you give to God, he's paining you is that something was telling you that you gave God your money. No, you did not. You gave God his money. Give God his money. It was never your money. The day you die, you will realize it. Go and ask anybody that has died. That's what they asked that guy. That what, what will become of these things? He can't answer. He doesn't know. He has no clue. If you know how much banks make from people that die and leave the money in the bank, they just forget it because nobody knew they had the money. They didn't have any close relative. 
or the lady that didn't send didn't care. Ask banker, I send the banker. Last month, one 10k, 15k, 30k, 100k, 50k, 100 People leave it in, 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 in thousands every year. You are, something is telling you. That's why, that's why we, we, you, you know, the, when we are giving, it's a rare privilege. When it's time to tithe, it's a rare privilege to participate because it was, the money is not even your own. You can't take it anywhere. Even if you want to keep it, you can't take it anywhere still. It's all going to be still remain here. You can't take it anywhere. No, you, 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 you can give your car dealer. You can give the person selling suya. He too can't take it anywhere. I don't know if you got what I'm saying. That money is stuck here. You can, you can transfer it to other, somebody else. He too will transfer But they can't, none of them. They will still drop it here. So rather than giving the suya man, the tailor, the makeup artist, giving those people the money, eh? I'd rather give it to God any day, anytime. Because of what he has given me. Because he's the owner of my... He owns me. You have been worrying about somebody else's property. You are not even your own. Say, my children. What? What? They are not your children. Even you are not your own. They are his children. He will care for them. Because of mothers, that's their concern. My children. I'm just praying for my... The reason I want to go and live in Canada is because of my children. Don't let go kill you. <laughs> None of you. They are not your children. They are not your children. Because in your mind, their destiny is in Canada. Meanwhile, God might know that their destiny is here. We'll, go, we'll talk about this. I'm not saying you must not travel. I'm just saying, look, life is more than how it seems to you. Hallelujah. Did you understand it tonight? Can you give God a praise this morning? Thank you, Jesus. If you are here and you have not given towards the project, we want to round that thing up this year. There's still some little, little bills attached to it that needs to be paid. If you have not given towards it, don't be like this fool that we read about today. Don't save God's money for him. Don't invest it for him. Thank you for your cooperation and for your advice, your investment advice. Obey him. That's how to clear and say, I'm going to deal with this all through this month. Just obey him. Even if you have given before and you feel led to give again, it's not your money. Just give it. Hallelujah. You're not taking it anywhere. No matter how much of it you invest, you're not taking it anywhere. And the second thing, if you are here and you are not born again, please can we all just bow our heads? If you are here and you're not born again, please can I pray with you? Giving your life to Christ is officially handing over your life to God. Put your hand on your chest and pray this prayer with me. If you're not born again, you want to give your life to Jesus today. You want to say, I want to start a relationship officially with Jesus. Put your hand in your chest. Say after me, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you today as my Lord and Savior. Forgive me my sin. Wash me with your blood. I receive all the grace to serve you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father. 
for I am born again. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Um, like I said, I want to challenge us. Let's give towards that project. We must end that whole project this year. It can't elapse this year. If you have not given or you have made pledges, you have not redeemed. Release your faith and sow that seed in the name of Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, I pray for everyone here today. Lord, we all repent for worrying over somebody else's property. Our lives doesn't even belong to us. From today, we cast all our cares to you, O God, because you are the one that cares for us. Thank you for being a good father. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a big hand, somebody. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org Davids Christian Center, home of victorious people.